You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Good morning. Good evening. Good day. Still working on that Aussie accent. Forgive me. Uh, I got the British one down, I feel like, m- in my head, uh, but not the, not the Aussie one. <laughs> We're not asking for votes. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, no. Uh, I'm going to take my crappy accent and run with it, okay? Um, that said, thank you again for joining us, as always. If you have a question regarding your drone business, regarding your drone team, regarding your drone in general, like, for example, hey, how come I bought a Mini 2 drone and I flew it a bunch and now the remote won't connect to the drone. What did I do? Answer, you change the names of the files on the SD card. And for some wild effing reason, that shuts down the whole drone. Like what a engineer uh, overlook in a major one. That's a pretty easy fix though, probably. Yeah, yeah but w- when you think about like the coding involved, the fact that the, the name of the file is in a certain way, it shuts down the ability to use the drone. That seems yeah. woof. Yeah, I don't think that's probably intentional. I don't know. I always think of something like that, and I think of the fact that these software platforms have thousands, if not, depending on the platform, millions of lines of code, right? I'm always amazed, actually, that all of those lines of code funnel into something that works on it a drone. It's true. And then to deal with an issue like that, it's lame, but it's fixable. Yeah, yeah, it's just so funny how like just one little line of, yeah. of numbers and letters I know. can inhibit a physical connection anyway. It's, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. It is, it but is. But I bet they'll get it fixed if they even know about it. Maybe they will now. I think there's actually already a firmware update out for it, but uh, anyway. There you go. Uh, that said, uh, we're, we are grateful for you. We've got a great question today. Uh, not this last show, but the show before that. Uh, we talked about the 107 opportunity. That kind of discussion came from this question, uh, but the question is slightly different. Uh, and so we're going to go ahead and answer that question. And just a final reminder, if you enjoy the show, you find it useful or uh, informative in any means, will you please leave us a review on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download the show. I know someone was using Overcast. I think that's where they had the issue. Uh, Anyway, long story short, thank you again for everyone reaching out and letting us know about six episodes, six, three and six, four uh, for being the same upload. Greatly appreciate uh, that heads up. So thank you. Um, But let's go ahead and get into our question today. Our question today is brought to you by DJI. Ooh, did I just say that? DJI? For all of the YouTubers out there who think I'm paid by DJI, I just gave you something that is absolutely not true. So run with it and uh, make yourself look good. So anyway, long story short is actually DJI gave us a gift in 2017 and I never paid attention to it. You know, we're huh. in this over-communicated rude. world of email. It is rude. I'm, I'm rude, Rob. I set the bar <laughs> low. Not as low as Peter, but I set it pretty low. So, anyway. Oh, uh, poor Peter. Not uh, even here to defend himself. It's okay. It's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> Everyone wins this way. Anyway, uh, long story short, I can't even finish this. Uh, long story short, I really lost my train of thought on the whole thing. I never had it, so I don't know. <laughs> 
where we're at. Oh, man. DJI gift. DJI gift. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> they gave us a gift in 2017. I ignored it. What are we talking about? Uh, when it comes to cold weather flying tips, I think it's either in the second sentence or the third. I can't remember which one it is, but they say that every drone should use a landing pad. And I never saw that before. Hmm. I never saw that before. And I'm so grateful to see that because we've been pretty much making landing pads since, what, 16. And so to see that DJI recommends all of their drone pilots use landing pads on their consumer drones, well, it just is a easy, simple segue into you should check out our landing pads. We have mini landing pads built for Mavics and smaller. Don't use them for a Phantom, Mavics and smaller. And uh, we call them the mini landing pads. They're pretty cheap too. You can get them on our website, which we will link here below. But if you go to thedroneu.com, you'll actually even see a banner that says landing pads, or you can go to the swag store and find them there. Uh, these landing pads are cheap and now they're foldable. They fold up in your backpack. They're super, super small. Frankly, I love having a mini landing pad. I found a lot of uses for it, not just for takeoff and landing of my small drones, but I love having it as a separate landing pad for getting all of my uh, drone stuff ready to go. Love it. Really don't go anywhere without it. I really don't. Pick up your landing pad today to keep your gear clean, safe, flying longer, and looking professional. Do you think we should do a even like a four by four landing pad for the really big machines? Um, Is there enough of a market for that? We'll talk about it later. <sighs> yeah, well, that's a it's a good idea. <laughs> I got enough on my plate for today. <laughs> well, you just take it and expand it. Well, not hard. I mean, if you think about it, we're really not far from four by four right now with the big one. No, we're three by three. <laughs> we're a foot. <laughs> so I guess is that <laughs> this is what I deal with, bean counters, okay? I'm always like, a, you know, whimsical land. Like, well, I mean, yeah. come on. We're not it's far. Well, feet. Are we far? You be the judge. Three by three, four by four. <laughs> you know what? Thirty three percent. You know what's funny is like uh we and Hoodman have had this uh laissez faire respectful relationship, right? Yeah. We have never made a circular landing pad that's weighted around the corners like Hoodman. Okay, we've never done that. Hoodman has also never made a landing pad that's also a GCP or an MTP, like dual use. And, uh, you know, on good one time, this is the only time I literally looked at him and was like, did you really just ask that question? Where we were all having drinks in Vegas at a conference with the Hoodman guy. And he's all, how come you never make landing pads like Paul's? And how come Paul never makes landing pads like yours? And he was like, well, we've patented the color of landing pads, uh, but we think that our product is unique and we're selling it just fine and blah, blah, blah. And I looked at Anga and I was like, did you really just ask that question? And I was like, look, his pads sell really well and they have a great purpose. Our pads have a very separate purpose. And just out of respect, I don't really want to create a competitive product to his circle pads. I mean, they're pretty, uh, I think they're pretty cool. And I think that they serve two very different purposes. I never knew this. Yeah. Uh, you've not said this story. So there's a lot of stories that you don't know about. It's probably for the Most best. of them I probably shouldn't, but this one's fine. <laughs> That's what I was alluding to. <laughs> I know. Especially uh, when it comes to Vegas. Uh, and Especially on good. in Ongood and maybe Jake. I don't know. Any any and other John. John. Anyway. 
Boy, the list grows. <laughs> oh, there's like a there's like a party there's like a party pool. I mean, uh, it's funny. Everyone knew which groups were getting together. It's there there. I would say that there were definitely like mean girls of the drone industry. Like <laughs> that's why I just stay home in Albuquerque. Because what happens in Albuquerque is known to uh, people. Yeah, green it's chili, okay. deaths, and uh, four by four. Woo. Yeah, I'm not buying that thing. Last <laughs> night, my family was complaining about the the safety issues of New Mexico and Albuquerque, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's awful the way we drive down the road and just keep seeing people get shot, and you can't go anywhere without getting your hat stolen, and it's a bunch of crap. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. I really am. So that said, let's get That's into- That's a different podcast as our, well. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's get into our question today, Rob, because uh, once again, it is brought to you by Props. Props was built for drone teams to help managers make drone teams easier to run, easier to manage, and ultimately more successful. That said, if you're a drone pilot and you're building drone teams, you don't want to miss out on propsflightschool.com. Check it out. Hey guys, you've covered this before, uh, but some things have changed and are changing and you might want to do an update for us. So about using lamps and wide area authorizations and daylight waivers, what do we really need to know now? Is the daylight waiver going away? Is there still a reason to have a wide area authorization? And what do we do to get authorization at places where Lance isn't being utilized, you know, like military airports and and any other places? That's it. Thanks again, Bob at Jersey Shore Drone Services. See ya. Do you think that uh, Bob sounded a little distressed because he watched our uh, Bob Gets Hired to Be a Drone Delivery Pilot video? Yeah, he's like, should have been me. <laughs> you got that accent all wrong there, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he probably has no idea what we're talking about. Go to YouTube. Check out Bob Gets Hired to Be a Delivery Pilot. Yeah, you can feel free to use it. No, I'm just I kidding. I know why that video didn't do well. Because it, it was didn't right, do well? Well, it didn't do well because at right now, there are current, not right now, I would say end of Q3 last year, there were a lot of YouTube trolls like just downvoting things as soon as we would launch them. Oh. Competitors doing this, by the way. And gotcha. we know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Vengeance is coming. No, it's and- not. <laughs> no, it's not. We're just going to do us. <laughs> Pretty much. We do us. Anyway, and long no. story short, is a great opportunity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Anywho, thank you for the question. AskDroneU.com for your questions. Can't do this without you, and we love doing it for and with you. So get those questions in ASAP. Let us know what's on your mind. So one of the things I think he was kind of alluding to in his question is in the community recently, I put out that we had figured out a major hack in getting wide area authorizations at Mm. Lance-enabled airports. And really quick, quick aside, I get this question almost every single phone call. Paul, is it Lance or is it Lank? And I was like, if you go to the FAA headquarters, you will get a different answer depending on who you talk to. I was like, there is no right way to say the dumbest acronym of all time. <laughs> Pick one, go with it. Okay, back to the question. Why it's did- Lance. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Literally, that's what I said to someone too. Uh, I just, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, but it, it's just, it's that funny. Just rolls off the tongue for me, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, the, I think the reason he why he was alluding to this question in the community I mentioned, we figured out a hack, how to get wide area authorizations, Lance-enabled airports, the answer is a nighttime waiver, right? That's only going to be good for another month, okay? That hack is going to have a very short lifespan, <laughs> okay? Um, so he asked the question, you know, how does this change our ability to get uh, wide area authorizations? How does this change Lance? Um, I'm not really sure that the new rules as far as night waivers are it, it, are pertain. There's going to be too many differences in regards to gaining uh, airspace authorization. That said, there are a couple of things that I have noticed in success rates for getting wide area authorizations. Before we hit that, I do want to just say, if you didn't listen to our Part 107 show from earlier this week, where we talk about how nighttime waivers are being eliminated and you will either take a recurrent training or if you're a new drone pilot, you'll take a new part 107 test that has that info in it and you will no longer need a nighttime waiver. What does this mean for drone pilots who already have their part 107 but do not have a nighttime waiver? You have to go take the recurrent training on the FAA's website when it is available, then you can fly at night. And for uh, almost all of you out there, don't forget, you need a strobe at Civil Twilight. Don't forget. Seriously. I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you. Yeah. Anyway, we're all guilty of it. I've seen almost everyone be guilty of it. Um, that said, uh, back to uh, back to nighttime waivers. They are being eliminated, et cetera. You know what to do. We talked about the opportunity in that show previously. Mm -hmm. How does it affect wide area authorizations other than the fact that the hack is no longer going to be there? I'm not really sure how it's going to change the ability to get wide area authorizations or Lance approval. There are a couple of things, like I alluded to just a second ago, that I'm noticing have big differences in your ability to get those wide area authorizations. One is file directly through the FAA website, faadronezone.faa.gov. Do not do it through an app. Don't do it through, even though I love UA Sidekick, I still would do all my WAS authorizations through the FAA's website directly. I will say the last time that I reached out about a problem with Lance, I got uh, I got a reaction like, very, very mm. fast. Um, and frankly, I was grateful for the FAA uh, to do that. That particular gentleman from the FAA said, hey, you did make a Lance approval that was denied because you had gone over one of the squares and the elevation was different, blah, 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 blah. But the other two uh, authorizations that I filed for never hit the server for the FAA. And so there is uh, some sort of connection between all these apps UA, Kitty Hawk, Before You Fly, all those things are sending data through a portal to the Lance network, et cetera. If you're going for wide area authorizations, you're going for more than Lance. Again, I would not go through the apps, any of them. I would go direct to the FAA, fill out that information. If you don't hear something back in 24 to 48 hours, reach out to the FAA again. If you don't hear back in 24 hours, reach out to the tower manager of that particular airport. That said, uh, there are two things I want to talk about, Rob, and I'm kind of, yeah. I think some people really need your guidance, your mm -hmm. mindset about this. Uh, okay. Because I was actually just talking to someone in Vegas yesterday, Las Vegas. Nevada. Las Vegas is one of the most controlled airspaces 
probably in the country next to New York City. Hmm. Okay. Now, for many of you, that may not seem like a big deal. But for us who live in the Southwest, it's very unusual for an entire city, especially in the Southwest portion of this country, to be completely covered by controlled airspace. Why? Most cities are super spread out. And most of the airports were developed way after uh, the cities were developed. So, And they're out kind of in the boonies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Albuquerque. And yeah. even Albuquerque. It's out way on the south. Mesa. You yeah. know? Anyway, long story short is Vegas. And I'm not going to mention who I was talking to, so please don't ask. Um, but he was saying, Paul, it is still a cluster to get airspace approval in Vegas. And he's like, hmm. I know of at least a baker's dozen of people who do not have their part 107 who fly in controlled airspace all the time and sell their photos. They do it all the time. It's almost easier to operate illegally than it is legally. Now, while this particular uh, instance may not be representative of the country or any, or lots of other states, uh, it is still a very real issue. And I, and I hope the FAA listens to this. Well, I know they listen to the show, but I hope you listen to this one. Because, I mean... There are people who are not getting drone jobs because other people who don't have a 107 are getting those jobs and just doing them. And mm -hmm. they're getting away with it, like oh, yeah. hand over fist. And what would, I mean, again, I said, hey, Rob, we need your, your help here. And yeah. I'm just diatribing again. What would you say to those people who are really struggling to get, to, to, to fly the right way? Oh, <laughs> I, there's a reason I'm a, looking at you. That's a really tough one. I mean, ultimately, I mean, I don't want to get too um, touchy feely philosophical about it, but you got to decide for your own self if you're going to do what's right or not. I mean, I don't, I don't find it to be a real complicated issue. I mean, <laughs> honestly, can't believe I'm going to say this. Well, no, because these are folks that we're talking about that probably already have their part 107, mm -hmm. right? Um, be better, fly more, provide a better mm. product. Um, what else can you do? Well, you gotta, uh, I've you gotta been, press on and be patient, persevere. I've been looking at that because I'm like, this is stupid. This is seriously so stupid that people cannot, they're still struggling to get, I, I ask people to send me examples because I know there are a lot of people who, you know, they just don't measure the right area or the area they want is too big or there's some issue, right? Um, and I understand the frustration. And I would just say as legal drone pilots, there's a couple things you need to do. Number one is build relationships. You mm. need to go build a relationship either with the FAA tower manager or someone, you need to build those relationships because when you reach out to them and say, I am having systemic problems getting access to airspace, I'm watching other people just fly because they know they can get away with it. And I'm not going to spend the time being drone police because it doesn't serve my business and it doesn't serve me. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really serve anyone because you guys aren't really doing anything about yeah, it. You might as well go beat your head against them. Literally. Um, and so, you know, like I just said in a couple episodes, 
episodes ago, the whole running rampant as an illegal drone operator is going to come to an end. But there is still a good two-year period where this could go on. Well, and I wouldn't count on that. I wouldn't either. I mean, that's really This not... is not a risk I would ever take because the equation for me is very simple. The FAA doesn't control uh, my ability to fly. They really don't. What controls my ability to fly? My finances. What's controlled by my finances? If I have a crash, it's insurance, right? And if I don't have insurance and something catastrophic happens and it's in controlled airspace, uh, <laughs> very serious problems, okay? I don't want to end up like the kid with the 185K fine, right? I don't want to ruin my business or my family's ability to put food on the table. I look at it like that because yes, the chances are extremely low that something mm -hmm. bad is going to happen, right? But it only takes one time. It's true. Only takes one time. Yeah. And unless you're constantly flying and testing your depth perception, it's going to happen sooner than you think. So Rob, I mean, with these people uh, who are still struggling to get the, er, to essentially uh, get business because they constantly run into these issues. What would you tell them? I know we just kind of went over that, but I'm, I'm going deeper here. <laughs> what you're going deeper. Okay. <sighs> what would I tell What would them? you do? Here's a better question. What would you do? And also you have to answer that question without the premise of in our props program for pilot, we talk about what to do after 107 and we talk about filing WAS authorizations within a 500 mile radius of yourself. So is you, this being recorded? Uh, anyway, <laughs> we already filmed this class. <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, is this conversation oh, sorry. being recorded? <laughs> yes. What choice do you have? I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's a it's a complicated thing. I mean, I think you've already said having the relationships in place. But what if you have to go to a place, you get an opportunity to do a job, whatever, a thousand miles away from where you live. You haven't had an opportunity to create a relationship mm -hmm. with that airport manager. Mm -hmm. What do you do then? Well, you work on your people skills. You watch TED Talks that help you learn how to influence people and make friends in quick time. You learn how to communicate well. I don't know. Maybe you continue to improve yourself such that you are a good negotiator, right? You're, you're talking about some negotiation skills here, so you could get better at that. There is no magic formula to this. If the system is broken and it's not doing a good job of getting you the access that you need when it should, well... There's not a magic formula, I don't think. And so then you reach the point where you have to decide, does the reward outweigh the risk? And I'll just leave it at that. Um, so I've got a couple of other things that I've been looking into because a couple of our students have been trying to do some stuff in zero grids. And I always told them, look, the secret to zero grids is go out and go take a 360 image or uh, go out and measure the highest obstacle. And when you apply for the zero grid, say MOCA minimum obstacle clearance altitude is, say, 75 feet. And I'm going to fly at, you know, right below that. Or if you're doing a mapping job, you're flying, you know, 20 or 25 feet above that. But what I've been telling people, because I, I know of two airports in Colorado that they shut down Vic on a regular basis. Like they, they will not let him fly there. I'm talking about Centennial, you know. And, um, and that's with 
no, substantial no. efforts at relationship. Uh, ex- that, and that's why I brought that up was to yeah. say that I would argue that Vic, even though I have my opinions, is a very good person when it comes to relationship building, which is why I brought up this example. Because if he can't do it there, I'm sorry, but no one can. Yeah. <laughs> and so what options do you have at that point, right? And so I've actually done a lot of digging into this. What options do you have? Option number one is you give the FAA the big middle finger and you buy a 50-foot extension pole to put an Osmo Plus on, get all the footage you need. By the way, there's $600 for a 50-foot pole. 50-foot pole, Rob. By the way, you know what's funny? You know who did this? Who? PJ. He had, of course he did. He literally put his Phantom on the top of a pole and then and then attached it to his Xterra and drove around. I was like, you are the man. You are the man, PJ. Uh, <laughs> okay, another thing, another example that our students have actually done is just rented a cherry picker and used a Ronin with their normal camera and got all the footage that way. Okay, here's my third option. And uh, I don't think, you know, for a lot of businesses, a lot of people who live in cities like Las Vegas who want to start a drone business, I would just tell you to move because I think a city like Las Vegas is going to get pounded economically in the next two years. So that said, I think it's in your best interest to move away from that city. Again, anyway, we do, we do a lot of this. That's another podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But so for people who do live there, the barrier to entry for a drone business is much higher, right? What can you do? What can you do? All right, I'm putting on, taking my hat off, putting on the uh, um, uh, Welcome to uh, My Family Law by Paul Aiken. And uh, I am not a lawyer, and this is not uh, financial advice. What I would do, and I would do this purely for PR, FA is going to hate me in the next sentence I say. No, no, don't, don't make the FA. No, no, I'm going to do it. This is one of those things where you got to hold them accountable, right? And every time that we have done a professional means at holding the FAA accountable, they have listened. What have I learned through this? Late night DJ voice. No reason, no reason to get fired up. Just communicate eloquently the problem and in time they will fix it. So, uh, how do we hold the FAA accountable? How could a drone service provider solve this problem in their benefit? I would sue the FAA for anti-conspiracy uh, to inhibit business. That said, whether it's intentional or not, it can be uh, it can be a Sherman Act violation. Now, why would you sue the FAA to do this? One is to make the system much easier to get airspace approval, but two, I would do it for PR. I would 100% do it. I'm not personally going to do that, FA. just so we're clear. I'm not doing that, okay? But for someone who already has a decent foundation of revenue, right, and they were really finding how hard it was to really get airspace access, et cetera, um, I could see someone who has a good business savvy background of saying, you know what? I know how to make these systems better. I'm going to take the FAA to court because then it becomes news, right? And then it's like, now the pressure is on. Uh, I mean, I hate to say that because I really hate where society is with, uh, what's the term for like, uh, the litigious, litigious environment bingo. That was what I was, the word I was looking for. I really don't like the fact of how litigious our society is to the point where even government and politicians test laws and rules that have been on the books for hundreds of years, right? Just to get sued to prove that they were wrong because they can do it in that time frame, right? Hmm. They can do what they said that they were going to do until they get sued and tested and then they get corrected and then they don't try it again for five more years. 
Yeah. Um, and I say that because I really do think that that is a very sad state of affairs, um, that we cannot get together as divided as we are to sit across the table and say, look, I know you disagree with me and I disagree with you, but you know what pushes our country forward? The ability to have these conflicting conversations, the ability for us to come together and say, okay, we got a problem to solve. We're definitely not happy about how it's being done, but how do we uh, figure this out in an amicable way? And I, I think, I think the public really needs to see that right now. Like really, really, really. Because, and I don't think it's one particular party or the other who's doing it. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah, it is. And um, it's really a sad state of affairs when someone has to say, meet me in court, you know, test me in court, right? I would rather say, you know what? Come to my office and let's have a conversation about this. And... Uh, well, I would also say let's always seek, and this includes the FAA, seek to understand their position because we get in our minds that there's this evil other party that has malintentions against whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish. And that's probably not true. Well, and to actually to, uh, to further your point, you know, talking about all the people who are just getting or just flying in airspace. Um, I give the example of one of our friends who we, we have known for a very long time, Techie, okay, mm -hmm. just got his first drone, right? Fluid in controlled airspace. Had no idea he was even in controlled airspace. He's like, no, 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 I got permission through the DJI app. And I was like, I was like, dude, um, you need Lance permission? That's from the FAA, not from DJI. And I was just like, um, which app are you on? Because there are DJI apps that you can, you know, access Lance, I think. Um, and I went in his app and you cannot access it. And I was mm -hmm. like, so, I mean, you, you say there's no malintention, whether it's the FAA or it's these pilots. Some of them don't even know they're acting illegally, right? Which goes back to changing the system. But to further the point of, you know, nefarious intentions or lack thereof from the FAA, a lot of these people who are having problems with gaining access to airspace, I'm actually going to step up for a lot of UFAA people here because I've seen this myself. A lot of people are having basic tech issues and then blaming the FAA. Uh, no, I'm serious. I see it almost at every no, training. I chuckle just because of your recent experience along those lines. And it's given you a little bit more compassion for what well, because some others might deal with as well. But Well, something yeah. that hung me up is I had to literally update an app for the approval to go through. Yeah. You know, so even someone as tech savvy as me, I'm like, why is this not working? Oh, they updated the app. Oh, the network server is different. Oh, so sorry to interrupt you. No, no, you're fine. I, I again, I just think that oh, you just see this, especially with the proliferation of social media, which Yucky. I've learned to despise is that we just think the worst of whatever it is on the other side or whoever it is on the other side of our thinking. And it makes me sick. Yeah, we have this got... Is no, this is no exception yeah. in, in a lot of cases. And so stop it. Yeah. And so, you know, this going back to the root of the question of, you know, like what would you do to gain uh, these approvals is, is relationship building, is making sure that you're doing the right thing. Make sure that you're filling out these apps the right way. In most situations, we go to trainings in a Lance area. I pull up my phone, I apply, and I'm done. And, yeah, and it's and, really fast. And, and I would say that's nine out of 10 times. And don't be a spoiled little brat. I mean, sometimes 
things are more challenging than we want them to be to accomplish them. So persevere, push through, communicate, talk to the people that you need to talk to. Understand that just because you talk to them doesn't mean that you get the answer that you want. You might have to talk to them again. You might run into a person that's difficult to deal with. Okay, that doesn't mean you have to be difficult to deal with. Keep pushing, persevere, don't expect. We're just in this culture where I I want what I want and I want it now, now. and you will give it to me. No. Yeah, those expectations like, have whining. gone way too far. Stop whining. Mm, woman up. <laughs> ma'am up? I, mm, There's man up and ma'am. I use ma'am. Man up and ma'am up. <laughs> um, I, I mean that in the best possible light. Uh, oh, I'm geez. probably going to get hit for that. Anyways, I mean it in, in the right way. Be a be a bigger person. And yes, I know it's frustrating. Don't don't I don't I don't want to hear the yeah buts. Because I know they're there. Well, and I'm, I'm, look, I'm no angel, Rob. You've seen me. Well, get, none of us are angels. You've seen me get frustrated with these tech issues myself. Grow as a person. And every single time I get frustrated, I have to say, okay, you're mad. All good. Your first reaction is what? That's right, inadequate. And then I ask myself, what could I possibly be doing wrong? Because you know what I'm more embarrassed about is if you call the FAA and you're saying you're having a problem with uh, airspace approval and you look like a total dumbass because you messed up. And now the FAA is like, well, we now know what to expect from blah, 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 blah. Right? That's not the impression or reputation you want. Right, right. You know, and even that presumes that they see you and they see that instance and say, oh, bad person, blacklist, blacklist, blacklist. 86, 86. Which is probably not the case. <laughs> so anyways, well, I, I hope not. There are certain administrators know. that won't talk because to me. Because again, then I would, I would say the same thing to them. Have you never made a mistake in your life? We're all That's human. the whole freaking point is that none of us are perfect. Don't expect somebody else to be perfect. That goes right. Grace, in. compassion, goes... understanding, objectivity. Agreed. It is not freaking hard, people. You know, I have to say what really made me understand empathy for others. And again, I'm no angel. I'm still working on this. Okay. Are two things. Number one, what is an asshole? What is an asshole? An asshole is someone who assumes they don't ask questions to seek to understand. Right. And we are ugh, talk about talk about an epidemic. Yeah. And again, we are drone pilots. This means that you prescribe to the ideology that you are ultimately responsible. So, uh, you know, always make sure that you're doing the most that you can before you, uh, you know, seek help. And uh, the second thing I was going to say, I had two points here. Um, mm, I lost my train of thought. Dang it. Um, well, I can give some examples um, from a macro perspective in terms of how just to um, approach trying to get what you want, right? And simple version is be nice <laughs> because I remember starting the mortgage company years and years and years ago, don't lose it now, and being kind of a butthole because you had to deal with underwriters on a daily basis, right, to get your loans done. And let me just tell you, being a butthole didn't work. When I learned how to be nice, how to learn more about them, how to maybe even send them a little gift every now and then, right, which is very legal. Be kind, <laughs> be nice, be respectful, don't fly off the handle when they don't give you what you want. In the end, you got a lot more of what you want. So again, it's not hard. I will say uh, empathy, what really taught me to understand how empathy is powerful when it's authentic and when you're really trying to get to know people and understand where they're coming from was Chris Voss's teachings, yeah. you know, tactical empathy. But 
I would drop the tactical. I understand why he uses that term the way he does. Yeah, he's from the FBI. Exactly. Um, but <laughs> which I like the FBI actually. Well, of course, uh, yeah. I like them a lot. Um, but uh, long story short is, uh, you know, empathy drives understanding. And again, you you really hit the nail on the head, Robin. And to really kind of shore up the show, we're we are all human, and we got to remember that. And we got to remember when we make a mistake, are we afraid of other people judging us? Are we afraid of living with that stigma? If so, then let's collectively remove the stigma. Because I will say, when you have the confidence to not let anyone. Uh, else's validation set your personal worth standard, you kind of break free from the ills of society and you realize what a trap it is. Yeah. And and you get to this like point and things look very different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you get this sense of calm because you really, uh, there's this thing on Instagram I see all the time and we'll end on this where, uh, it's an, it's a square image cut in half. And the top is a person super sad that says, no one cares about me. And then on the bottom, it's someone who's super happy and it's, no one cares about me. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And it's just like, why does our validation have to come from others? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. And we don't have to live with the stigma of labels. Uh, If you haven't looked up labeling theory in psychology, I really, really recommend it. Um, But anyway, on that bombshell, we really went off a diatribe. Sorry. I hope it was at least interesting. Yeah. Recapping, when it comes to, uh, you know, getting these wide area authorizations, they are hard. They're not getting easier. Build relationships. Uh, use Lance when you can. Uh, WAS, uh, wide area authorizations at Lance uh, enact- enabled airports is probably going to be coming to an end here soon, I would imagine, um, just because of uh, the lack of nighttime waivers and how that was kind of the hack to get the wide area authorization in the Lance area. That said, just be really thorough when you make these reports. What are your emergency procedures? What are you doing uh, to inhibit people from walking into your area? What are what are you thinking about mid-flight? You know, um, put yourself in the shoes of the person reading the application, doing all the things that Rob just said, right? Providing empathy. What are they looking for? How can I help them better discern that? Did I provide the most information possible that I could have? And when you uh, feel like you have given your best, then maybe assuming uh, high standards from others is then plausible, albeit still dangerous over time. Here, here. Well, I didn't think Rob was uh, going to let me end this one, but on that bombshell. We need to end this one. <laughs> That's going to do it I'm for us today. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. Send in those questions. Ask Drone You. Also, some good news. Uh, I think we're going to do the fly-in this year, and uh, we're going to have some fun. And we're going to limit it to 100 people as normal. So I will just say that everyone I've told, yeah, we're doing the fly-in again. They're like, get me on the waiting list like <laughs> right now. So everyone's really excited about that. Uh, we're going to do four days instead of three. Um, it's, uh, gosh, I'm excited for that. I am too. So, it's going to be fun. Okay, that's it. The show. Goodbye. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. 
We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.